0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, parrot heads, uh, uh <laughs> welcome, welcome to Sensi Brewcast, the voice of Sensi Craft. We are recording on location this week from the Cove Food Truck Park for the, is there like a fancy name for this or just the Jimmy Buffett tailgate? Just a
1: uh, parrot, parrot head dash. Make fancy. Comments. Yeah. Make it sound really well, spectacular.
0: Don't make it up right now. I thought there was something that you came up with, like some kind Buffet of bench. Bench. The Buffet The Buffet badge. Buffet
2: yeah. yeah. You got to emphasize Buffet It was all based on bench. weather
0: and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, for those of you who can't see through your speakers right now, um, everything's a little damp because it rained a lot. <laughs> and not it's according still, to frank Marzula. it still actually <laughs> looks like it could rain at any second even though my iphone told me it wasn't going to that jennifer uh, cashmere so if it does everybody has to jump up carry their microphone into i don't know what is what is the jenny wade um chef tony welcome back to the show It's been a while, my friend. It has been a while, and um, I was looking at my notes earlier, and when the show posts on Monday, which I think is like the 22nd, it almost (laughs) to the day marks the four-year anniversary of when your first show posted. Wow. Trivia. Wow, wow, wow,
1: wow, wow. That will
0: be on the quiz later. (laughs) And then that long? Welcome back. (laughs) 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 Told you I'd get to play. (laughs) You got it in early, too, Um,
3: though. I'm proud of you.
0: Uh. There's a lot of different reasons that we wanted to come out here and do a show. Obviously, we love um, supporting everything that you do, and you always well, seem to be doing about to, a thousand things. Do we want things. to introduce everybody? I, we have, well, I'm getting there. All right. <laughs> All right, Mr. Co-host. <laughs> I'm just saying. You, guys, you got guys that are going <laughs> right to talk. And you know, Andy Folds. Let's, let's get a of Welcome back. <laughs> Puente Onda. <laughs> Puena, Puena onda. We learned what that means. So yeah. if you did not listen to last week's show, which was at the, the Punch-Out, um, that posted like two days two late days because ago. of the chaos yeah. that I was living in for the last week, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. But everything's good now, I think. I think everything works. And um, the show is up and um, what what beer was that on at the on the description? Cheetah. Is it cheetah? I believe so. I think you're right. Um, buena Onda
3: means good, 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 vibes. good vibes, something like that. Lose translation, yeah.
0: yeah. We learn all kinds of fun things on yeah. Sensi Broadcast. And we've got you guys too, who I do not know, so um <laughs> just so random cool. people sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> Please
0: introduce yourselves, tell everybody who you are, uh, what you do here or in uh, the grander scheme of this well i am
2: ty and i own AJ's uh, aj cheesesteaks and at the moment i am absolutely doing nothing <laughs>
0: but <laughs> i wish this was alive so i could yell at people to come down here right i know now.
2: right but uh yeah we own aj Cheesesteak. we uh, specialize in authentic cheesesteaks wings and waffle fries and today we are doing a special caribbean meal with marinated uh steak and and uh, puerto rican fried rice with a uh mango pineapple and peach cobbler oh my to go with it so it's all in uh fun for the wait what's the fancy word the jimmy buffett tailgating party at the cold
3: food party. i'm gonna call it something different every time
0: <laughs> i was thinking like the buffett buffet, 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 buffet or something like that would be buffet, fun buffet. that's a good one we'll use that nigga. i'm stealing that shit buffet, ba- buffet bash
1: not if he copyrights
3: it first tony
5: <laughs> i'll license it i'm stealing that now uh i'm ryan uh my wife and i own stellar street eats uh just uh got voted in to sandy beach cincinnati uh, top three food trucks we uh, specialize in homeschooled pimento cheese we're taking a retail here soon so we actually just got licensed on monday i I saw something on facebook yeah yeah we just got licensed on monday we have our very first meeting with a storefront on uh, this upcoming Monday, which I think will make when the show is going to occur. Make- <laughs> um, so, fingers crossed, we get our first client. We got uh, several others in the works, and uh, hopefully you'll see us in stores soon. So. Has
0: anybody warned you on the nightmares that come along with that? <laughs> Sony
5: has some expertise in that, and uh, um, has actually uh, I listened to some of his words here recently, which was, "Do wholesale, don't do retail." <laughs> so that's where we're kind of going. We're kind of veering off into wholesale versus retail at this point. Don't get Tony started.
0: <laughs> I can't tell you how many times people would ask me. I hear you talk about that Bruce City sausage all the time. Where can I find it? And they're like, like oh, just just go right here. It's it's right there. And I tell them right in the store where to go. And they're like, man, it's it's not there. It's just there's it's an empty spot. Well, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Well, I update you on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he got stories um, for days. Before we need to do that, we need to drink something because it's hot outside. And, yes, uh, and it is the brewcast. And because Andy is drinking a land shark lager, which I know is appropriate for the day, but we need to get something else in, in your, your proverbial beer. So <laughs> our well, choices beer. are... Well, I, I mean, I don't... I'm I, one last. I'm, I'm leaning towards either tangerine or summer trip for me, but...
3: Grab, grab the
4: tangerine.
3: Well, let's just tell everybody what's available down you got, here. You got vibes from Taft, which is the tangerine vibe. I have Buena Onda Tangerine. Yes. We've got Summer Trip, which is the passion fruit for berliner from Braxton. We've got the White Ale Doom puddle from 50 West. We've got Gamblebanger Banger, also from Taft. And we've got this this uh, Michigan beer here that we're not going to talk about.
0: We have to. We have to give Founders a little bit of a mention no, that, I, because I the news just came out that they are now officially in all fifty states. Wow! So they are that's the first impressive. Michigan brewery to hit all fifty states.
3: Which nice. And is, Founders is a pretty solid brewery too. I'm are, just given.
0: It is Michigan. Hey, I'm just 100. giving Michigan. All the IPA is
3: is you guys do know I'm from Michigan, right? We do now. Mm,
0: which one is yours? Yeah. Which mic is yours? I can <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> you. You won't ask All
3: right, so we've got a tie button. We're good.
0: So have, has anybody, I, I know you said that you've had this. I assume, Andy, you've tried this before, right? Yes, sir. Um, have. have you guys tried Tangerine Vibes? Have you're, nice. you're more than welcome to dig into my can before I uh, mm-hmm. it didn't come yeah. out right.
3: He has, <laughs> <laughs> he has hepatitis Q, so it's nothing to worry about. Tangy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got the uh, the cure for the hepatitis Q coming after the Area Fifty One raid in a couple months. So you guys I signed be up fine. for that. I'm sure you did. Yeah, you, you signed up for it. You're going to have your food truck out there. That's nah. what you're going to be doing. fairly <laughs> really old place.
1: I signed up for it because I thought it's a neat concept. I don't think I'm going to go and get shot, though. Right? <laughs> I can just imagine, you know, a Huey out there with one. With the I'm one just on like, like I'm curious.
0: Like, spraying down people. I'm curious right now there, what the, what the military is doing. Like, are they like laughing? like no? You know that they're they like, all right, this laughing. is this is this is nothing's gonna happen and nobody's gonna show up yeah, and that's okay. Exactly. But should we like. Move some stuff. <laughs> hundreds, I, there have to be. Like the aliens? <laughs> yeah, of like shipping stuff across the country <laughs> right that, now because yeah, they have
3: to. First of all, everybody knows aliens are up at right pad anyway. Yeah. That's right. So, well, like, they're storming the wrong damn place. No, 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 no.
2: no. Trump switched it. <laughs>
3: He wouldn't know. Yeah, Marlock He wouldn't know. They didn't tell <laughs> Trump about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, y- you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say he didn't because he didn't tweet about it. <laughs> right? <laughs> probably
4: true,
0: probably true. They're the
3: most magnificent aliens ever. Yeah. He's got the best
0: aliens. <laughs> He's got the, just the best, the most beautiful aliens you've ever seen. Um, so they they, so they, so they, so the they, they jumped the wall to get uh, more or That's jumps, true. He'd be sending them, yeah, the them back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Camp 3 vibes Yeah Now so, that all the Republican taps, listeners Have turned us out this, I, I don't know it That this is I don't right
3: know If here. this is
0: considered One of their seasonals Or like some kind of uh, One of those special Kind of one-off off things That they just kind of Throw out there At random I, times I'm, I'm not random. sure either No I'm, I'm, I know that that one Is new I mean it says Summer ale So maybe it's a seasonal <laughs> Right um, I don't know ABV yeah. or anything Of this off the top Of my head So um had you wanna try it so you can talk I've, about it for a second? Yeah, so I've, I've talk had about had it before.
3: Um I think that it, the tangerine is pretty strong on that one, from what I recall. So it's, it's very aptly named. It's
0: also kind of what I like about it is that it's not like the tangerine isn't hiding behind no. a bunch of stuff. It's just no, it's straight not. front and center. But this I, is a it tangerine. lives up to the name.
3: Yeah, when you're doing with a summer ale though, there's not a lot of you know, beer to hide behind so right. it's really going to emphasize that flavor and for a day like today it's a damn good choice honestly when it's hot outside when you're listening to jimmy buffett all the way down in your car and, uh, tell us about the, it, the music behind us too there close tony well, we were talking about him a little bit well, before we got on air yeah
1: i mean it's matt waters um great musician great band um, especially with his full band we brought him down today to do acoustic for us and uh I can't say enough about the kid. I mean, I call him a kid because I'm 52, (laughs) but I actually met him when he was 15 years old, and I met him at the uh, Wise Out Wine Bar in Westchester, and he actually had to have his mom with him in the bar in order to perform, so he was just getting started, and um, I've watched him grow, and I've watched him grow as a musician, so... I seen him up at Grainworks Brewing um, with a full band, and I thought, Jesus, this can't be the same kid, you know? Turn turn 21, he was, you know, he was able to drink finally. (laughs) So, bought him a couple of beers, we sat out in the parking lot, and, you know, got to know him a little bit better. And uh, I just said, dude, I said, you know, you're you're super talented. I said, I'd love to have you come down and perform down here, because we do acoustic sessions here every Thursday. And uh, he said, yeah, I'd love to come down. So, this is, I think, his third time he's been down here but great
4: musician
1: oh, he's one of those guys that reminds me like somebody that you wish you'd known before they got big right you know what I mean because he has that kind of he's got that kind of I don't know musicality about him so I don't know I'm, I'm just glad I know the kid
0: he's good. Really well, it's, good it's a perfect vibe for tonight too
3: for for what this this is um, uh, I, would, I would say most nights down here wouldn't you Tony? Yeah. but it's a pretty good vibe for what you've got going on here does
0: does the vibe change at all depending on what trucks are here Tru- it oras. does
1: i mean we've had such a hard time getting this thing off the ground simply because of Cincinnati's weather this spring. <laughs> right. I mean... What are you talking about? <laughs> we, we opened up, you know, May 1st, and uh, I don't know, there's probably 700 people here that opening night. We gangbusters the first two weeks, and then we got dumped on for literally 32 days straight. It rained at some point or another during the cold. Right. Another day. And obviously, being an outdoor venue, uh, that doesn't bode well for people coming out to dine, or for food trucks, you know, coming to make money. So
0: well, it, it seems like it's either been raining, see that, or it's been ten thousand degrees outside. Yeah. Like both of both are things that kind of get people to hide inside their houses.
1: And it's like today, you know, 95 degrees, sunny all day, not a cloud in the sky, forecast all day yesterday by five different broadcast stations, and what had happened? It poured down rain for 45 minutes, torrential
5: downpour. But now it's
1: sunny, so. (laughs) Unfortunately, you folks listening to this just missed out on the show because there's 12 food trucks here, and you're gonna be hearing this on Monday. So, sorry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, but but these trucks kind of rotate in and out, right? Yeah. So if they hear about something that yeah. so they like, they can check back, and right. and you post updates every day. I see them.
1: Yeah. See 9 a.m. every day. morning we post what uh-huh. trucks are gonna be here
3: for the day, and, uh, and uh, you, a lot you of them are around the festivals. You do videos to update throughout the day as well. There's see, also I'm street food finder yeah. as well. I'm
0: watching you. So you street food. Is that
3: so? If you go street food
2: finder you can find and you you know you hit the cold food park you can find a lot of trucks um that will be booked down here it gives you the day the time um whether they're here for lunch or dinner so street food finder is another good one that people can use to find out who's down here that they can find their favorite trucks and
1: you know so and we just partnered with a new app called foodies um they're going to be kind of our our go-to app for everything that we do moving forward with not only the food truck association but with the cold food park because it's more than just a locator, um, you can hear people clapping, so that's for <laughs> Matt. Yeah. You know, oh, I thought that was for you, I thought that was for you.
0: And not only do, you know, all of, the, all of your favorite trucks around town have their own social media group, you know, Food Park has their own social media account too, uh, mm-hmm. I know Facebook, and, and we'll assume Twitter too. I, I don't tend to get on Twitter as much as I used to, but...
1: I don't either, and I, honestly, I mean, the social media realm is kind of changing, I, and... You know, I, Instagram's
3: I, where it's at, yeah, it, boys. Instagram.
1: Instagram's where it's at, but I haven't mastered that app yet, so I'm still an old school guy stuck on Facebook.
0: <laughs> and all the kids are like, oh, I don't have Facebook. I'm there <laughs> with you. I'm there with you. We'll teach you to, to operate Instagram later. <laughs> I'm going to we'll turn that over to somebody and let them hand it.
3: Well, actually, the videos you do would be perfect for yeah, Instagram. It really
0: would. Yeah. Right.
3: He is Facebook famous.
0: He's everything famous. He is Facebook yeah. famous. What are you talking yeah. about?
1: I don't know who eyes you guys are looking at. <laughs> what? We, so we you, all split the, you all split the beers up. Where'd they go? <laughs> they're all around. <laughs> so
3: they're, there's, there's that another. one's a good one right I there, Tony. All right, that's why you got the other one. Doom Pedal's good. Doom Pedal is good. White Ale. I'm a sucker for that. Yeah, so Doom Pedal is one of 50
0: West's core beers. Yep. Uh, White Ale. Available uh, of of they made it uh, in memory of... It. Uh, a home brewer friend, what was his brewer. name, do you know? No, um, it's not on a can. No. Oh, yeah, it is. It is? Alan White. Oh, there you go. Um, it's been around for as long as I can remember at 50 West. Yes, and that was it, my
3: first favorite at 50 West, actually. I really
0: like that they went with it as one of their core beers. It's, it's a style that you know, a lot of places make in the spring, but mm-hmm. it doesn't stick around all year. I think it's a
3: and the white ale i think is refreshing any time of year it's nice when it's hot outside when it's cooler outside it's got enough character that it holds up right so if you're not in the mood for a big heavy stout in the winter it's a nice alternative
1: so have you reached out to the guys down the road there uh dead low a little bit i've definitely talked to them so they're less than a mile away from here and I go drive past it every day because i got to come down here. And uh, they made a lot of progress over the past, yeah. I'd say, 30 days. So. Whereas they're getting very
0: close yeah. From, yeah. from what I hear.
1: Yeah, I mean, they have to be because almost everything on the inside and outside looks like it's done. So I'm pretty excited to see, you know, I have a brewery that I can stop in on the way
0: to or from. <laughs> I uh, I I've, I've talked to their head brewer a little bit and I've heard some interesting ideas that they're working on for. I don't know
5: if they're considering it flagships or just some of the. Uh, I have some uh, friends that are doing some ciders down there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Their big thing is time right now. You know, right. Like getting it brewed. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, but it, I, I think it's going to go off. Yeah. They've got a. A good venue down there you know they're going to be doing live music like we are so, so you're talking about
1: the cider guys down there at uh narrow path, narrow path yeah. yeah i'm telling you
5: what i had a
1: cider from those guys last year and i i i, I why don't you guys can this? why don't you bottle you know and apparently they just couldn't find a system to brew on them. so if they're going to partner with those guys down there and do some ciders i hope they put that in a
5: can or a bottle because that was absolutely yeah. delicious well narrow path i think the the thing that this is when you brew the beer and then you want to do cider you have to like clean out the whole system and everything it was going to be uh not cost effective for them and they didn't have enough you know a, a whole lot of room
0: right yeah. you but, also um, have to have a complete separate space for cider technically okay. has to be divided from the brewery itself, at least in Ohio. Uh, Kentucky I think is a little different, but uh, so it's, it's it's hard for a smaller brewery to find a footprint that they are able to do those things together.
2: And I'm impressed. Like is there a school for beer? There is yeah. there is uh, the several but, No that's yeah. for yeah. making
0: beer not drinking beer. That you have to figure out on your own I'm sitting like, here a, listening a, to a sample sample you guys sample. Sample. and I'm like <laughs> <"Juple life.
2: laughs> separate this and separate that, I'm like, where do you learn this stuff? At? <laughs> to hang out
1: with gnarly known school. Right.
3: <laughs> you learn it by making the mistake, and then you get fined and shit down. Right. right. You know. Or watching yeah. your,
0: your neighbor down the street or whatever yeah, it is get in down trouble, down and, and you're like, head. oh, don't do that. Okay, no, note and then that down. Yeah.
2: <laughs> But speaking of ideas, Tony has some great ideas for here next year that I think food that will go really good with some of the beers that they eat are going to be, you know, having here and and, and selling here. I mean, for next year, we're trying to, you know, what he's trying to do is get, you know, pods, um, permanent pods down here. Which are like kitchen containers where you can have your foods, and then you can also have the you know the food trucks. And we're trying to get a volleyball court, and we're trying to get a playground, and maybe a horseshoe pit, and you know just regular entertainment uh, here. Bocce ball is always (laughs) big. Who doesn't like to be hit in the face with a bocce ball? (laughs) But so he has some really good ideas that he's trying to incorporate down here, and 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 I think you know when when and when and if and when he makes that happen, I think this would be a a, a prime location, not just for you know good food, but just for, for good beers too, so um, you guys gotta look out for that kind of
0: stuff. Well, and especially if you can get a brewery to come in here, do events here, do something, partner up with the yeah. food truck, have some foods that pair with their beer it's the the idea of having this ever-rotating food menu and ever-rotating beer menu and all that like, it's, it's a really fun idea that I, I don't know why it's taken so long for somebody in Cincinnati to make it happen you probably know better than, than me at this point but why it takes that
1: long. <laughs> I mean Cincinnati had 20 years behind the scene on everything' it's, its entire life you know I mean I went to Austin Texas I saw a food truck park there's another one out in San Diego there's one in Dallas Texas I mean they're all over the country and they're in major mon- metropolitan cities but nothing was done up here so Rivertown approached us with this property rivertown marina for yeah Indiana. yeah <laughs> clarify that because there's a rivertown brewery uh, yeah. and actually i thought about reaching out to jason and Lindsay and saying hey why don't we make a beer called rivertown down here for rivertown marina but they've got essentially three acres of land down here that's undeveloped it's untouched it's a big parking lot at this point but what i see the vision for this whole place is turning it into a You know, an entertainment complex. I mean, if you look at that shack that's over there, it's a floating office. Right. But it can be easily converted into a uh, cabana bar. You know, flip up garage door windows. We can put volleyball volleyball courts over there. Uh, The Jenny Wade, which is actually the coolest bar, I think, in the city. I mean, where can can you find a riverboat replica as a bar? (laughs) In all of Cincinnati, you can, you know. So I think this would be a great center point to put inside the whole complex. So I looked at all these other food parks and I thought they all have the same thing in common. They have these uh, recycled shipping containers and they're converted into kitchens. And they pass the health code, they pass inspection, everything else. They're considered mobile because of their name, shipping container. Um, And so you can easily put them on pads here and run electric, run water, run gray water and we could actually have 12 permanent pods down here of different kitchen brands and just have one of each different, you know, type of food and build this out into basically a food complex with, you know, a lot of craft beer opportunities, sports, you know, everything. So it's a great space. We just tried it this year with the food trucks, and unfortunately, we ran into Mother Nature, and she dealt us pretty much a real straight flush.
0: <laughs> you know, well, with the the, the the pod idea, you know, you could have a pod that's just a kitchen pod that isn't, you know, rent or lease or however you would do that out to a, a specific uh, truck or kitchen, and and just have it set up for people who. Want to get into this? Want right. to the want incubators. to start? Want to start building some kind of a brand, or want to start building an idea or something like that, and something. have that place that they can go in a community, which is what we love about beer. The beauty about these,
1: this. and and going back to the craft beer movement when it first started, I don't know, ten years ago, twelve years ago, here in Cincinnati, it was all about fostering uh, all ships rides. It was mm-hmm. all free. you know, incubator type things that people have ideas, they have concepts, they want to do something with it. The nice thing about a kitchen pod is that the point of entry for that financially is way less than it is going into a brick and mortar. Right. So if you mm-hmm. want to go into a brick and mortar, not only do you have the challenge of reaching out to the entire Cincinnati market and try and bring them to a single location, but you also have an investment of 500000 $750,000 just to build that space out. These pods are not anywhere near that, Right. they're a third of the cost, but now you've got 12 of them marketing together in one central location, and that's just going to bring mass people down if everybody's doing their job at the same time, marketing out and promoting events and doing things, so it makes a lot more sense for anybody that wants to step up from the incubator or the food truck phase or the trailer phase into a brick and mortar but you can't afford to go into brick and mortar so here's your intermediary step kitchen pods and i've seen a lot of them they're double decked they're two decked they've got you know stairwells going up to them supported ceilings they've got air conditioning <laughs> which for a lot of food truck owners is a big deal right now Sid, one more time they've got heating they've got you know everything's built into them so it's it's essentially like having your kitchen and all you're doing is serving out the window Right. So I think it'll be a beautiful thing. Once we're already working on the design plans for the whole facility right now. And um, we've talked to the city. We've talked to a number of different people that are going to make this thing possible. And, and, yeah, we're hoping that by spring of next year, we will have at least the first six to eight pods in place down here. So it's pretty exciting. And we're just trying to get more craft beer involved because I honestly... Let's even though i love that. every craft beer that's here there are a ton more craft beers that we need to have and down you, here
3: you We have, have a lot of taft i noticed in there you have a lot of braxton in there yeah 50, the, 50 west in there you had the all day from founders there, there no right. founder's beer in there or just the all day right now
1: right now i think it's just the all day okay so but you have to understand where these guys come from so these guys before i got involved with this whole property This boat sat down there in the lower lot for about six years, and I told you that story earlier. But the predominant boater community down here is your domestic beer drinker. My goal is to convert these domestic beer drinkers in the boating community over to the craft beer side, and saying, look, I can match whatever you think you're drinking that you think is good, I can match it with something better. I've got a craft, con- you know, a craft connection locally that can convert you over. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to make sure that we can get a huge craft here presence here moving forward um, down the road because I know what the long-term vision is for this place, and it's not—it's not your Bud Lights, your Miller Lights, and your Coors Lights. You know, that's just not what I want to see happen down here.
3: But it makes sense to me. If you're going craft with the food, go craft with the beer. I mean, exactly. it's going to pair better
1: and, yeah.
0: and just kind of
3: fit the. And this is motif. Cincinnati.
0: Let's we, we don't need to do the whole macro beer thing anymore. Like we're past that as a city, as a uh, as as a group of beer drinkers. That you know we we're past that. We've got something better here, and it's time to just you know. It is. It's time to put it out there on the line and, and explain to the macro beer drinkers that they. Are wrong, <laughs> and I think, it's just, I, I think it, it overall
2: goes well with the food trucks that mm-hmm. come down here. I mean, when you traditionally look down here today, I mean, you have you have a cheesesteak truck, you have a pimiento, you know, mm-hmm. burger cheese uh, cheeseburger truck, you have a you know a, um, a corn truck, mm-hmm. a Korean mm-hmm. barbecue truck, you know, with sweets and meats mm-hmm. and bite meat and. There's no place world, you can so. go
1: in Cincinnati and find this man in right no. now. You
2: got all of this choice right here, so I think the beers go really well with what's here right. i mean we got right the beer now. and pig
1: from Cappy's for god's right. sake yeah. you know they yeah. use beer and all the stuff they do so you know it's nice to have those guys although they can't
3: play cornhole worth that a- <laughs> you can say it thought so would throw that in there oh yeah we you are on podcast right? Yeah, right. yeah we're on podcast <laughs> throw it out there man well, we'll also- if they're shitty if they're shitty cornhole players shit
1: I love Kara, I love Ben. I love all the people from Cappy's, but you guys have really need to step up and <laughs> we'll practice also, corn. And-
3: we'll <laughs> also be
0: at Cappy's in a couple weeks for a show, so we will make sure to play the clip of you telling them that. <laughs> 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 um, let's talk of uh, kind of get back into beer and food trucks and that relationship between breweries and food trucks. It's something that we've talked about a lot on the show. We talked about yes, it. We talked about, last,
3: about it last extensively week. last week
0: and got very definitely got the, the brewery side of what this relationship is what it was what it's becoming we don't get the opportunity to talk to people who own and operate food trucks on that side of things as often
3: so i want to start by asking these guys have you been to breweries with your trucks before yes all right right. together?
5: But we do really well at certain places. Some of these places start to die off at times. They light up again at other times during the season. But uh, um, if you're talking about like some of our battles that we have with breweries, yeah. Yeah. Um, outside food, number one. Yeah. I've only experienced one brewery so far in Cincinnati that uh, uh, currently discourages while there's a food truck there. That's uh, Fibonacci. They get calls when you're there they're mm-hmm. like no uh, we have a food truck here today they discourage it and we really appreciate yeah. that um they only do special events um for food trucks so they don't do every you know uh right. you know wednesday through sunday or anything like that but uh it, it does hurt us because sure as as a food truck owner people don't realize that for every hour i'm off the truck i spend three hours off the truck like prepping working on something for the next day i got four hours of sleep last night to be here you know, because we sold out and, you know, had to prep all night to, to come and, and, and honor our our commitment. Right. You know? Um, and we do that everywhere. So, 18-hour um, days are not unheard of, several days in a row, and uh, we put a, our hearts into this. And, I guess, if I'm speaking to the, the breweries around town, like, help us be more of a team Just have a little respect you know? i think for the amount of time that
1: you put in i mean you certainly wouldn't want me to bring in bud light into your brewery and and sit down with a six-pack and start drinking bud light i mean how disrespectful is that to the brewmaster and the bartenders and everybody else in the brewery it's the same thing happens when you're a food truck and you're outside park looking to make money look and somebody brings in pizza hut You know, I mean, that's just, it's more or less a slap in the face and it's like, look, at some point you guys have to respect the fact that we are a commodity and we are supporting your brewery by bringing in food. It's an added draw. People know that there's going to be a food truck there. There's a value there and you have to consider that value. And if it means putting it out on your Facebook page, your website, or your Instagram, um, you know, put it out there and say, look, we got, you know, X and X truck here tonight, uh, no outside food permitted, you know, and, and just be respectful to the food trucks, because it's not just that four hours or five hours that you put at the brewery. I mean, it's so much more than that, and I don't think they realize that, you know? But,
5: yeah. It looks like he's singing. We're waiting for the world to change. <laughs> well, if I could, if I could interject a little bit more, it's I, I have some good relationship with a couple breweries that I, I would call my friends at this point. You know, Brink Brewery, um, Narrow Path. Um, give, uh, shout outs! They just got a gold medal in the U.S. Open uh, for their coconut porter. Um, Congratulates, uh, congratulations, guys! But um, no, no, Narrow Path look like a show, right? Exactly. Um, but you know that i guess because we've been there so much a lot of people know us but i guess at the same token is uh you know uh, it's a handshake you know it's a partnership we're honoring our dates you know like help us like be be a better team yeah you know like um we can all win if we you know play nice and and work together um, um, so everybody listening you know like you know, let down your guard a little bit. You know, let the ego go, and we're we're all working hard to, to make Cincinnati a, a good scene. Do you see places like like the, like the Cove Food Park or uh, some of
0: the breweries who are taking on a food truck and making it a permanent uh, partner? Do you see things like that as something that long term is going to change some of those relationships and change what a food truck means in Cincinnati, especially on the on the, the brewery
5: kind of side of things? You know. Um, that's, I think, we've kind of hit on a couple of those points and, you know, I know a lot of breweries don't want to do food because they, they do beer, you know, and to have somebody like, you know, me and my wife come in, we have, you know, 20 years experience, um, both of us, so 40 combined years, you know, in large markets like New York, Chicago, Seattle, destinations like Florida, California, and even Maui, Hawaii, where we, where we met. But uh, you know we, we have experience and we know what we're doing, and to, to have that partnership would be would be awesome for for us. You know, obviously that went that would, right right. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, it's a it's an ever changing market, right? now. you got every restaurants opening up all over, um, you know, around these breweries. So that outside, I feel like that outside food presence is coming in more and more and more. So to 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 do that right now, I'd be a little hesitant towards, unless it was. You know obviously the perfect opportunity right you know
1: i think that all started when you know jeff collaborated with mad tree to be honest with you i mean that kind of set the precedent and honestly i think i think Catching fire pizza does a fabulous job they, they really do i mean starting from a food truck and then coming to where jeff is at now with some of the things that they put out of that kitchen it's just you know it it, it really set the bar but I also see that's happening more and more, where there's collaborations between either a food truck owner or I mean, it, you guys were just down at um, Listerman, and mm-hmm. obviously they went and partnered with Renegade. Renegade. But I think those they're partnerships
3: are—they're not, are they're not partners. But you We get chewed out for that. Yeah, we did yeah. get. Yeah. I yeah. heard it's, that too. Uh,
0: it's a very specific wording. I think we're supposed to
3: use. Yeah, so whatever that wording is to satisfy listeners. But what they I think are.
0: that is
1: that's the easy way for not only a food truck owner or operation to partner with the brewery, but for the brewery to get out of the option of having to hire a truck every day of the week, 5 days a week. But mm-hmm. does
0: that hurt this bigger community of what food trucks are? No.
1: No, I don't think it does because honestly, you don't make as much money at a brewery as a food truck as you think you might. Right. Or other food trucks. Mike. I mean, I tell breweries and I tell food trucks, look, this is a great location. This is a great night because they do this, 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 and this. There's other nights you go there. I mean, I've gone. To, I've gone to breweries, and some nights I've only made fifty bucks. Right. And I've learned which breweries are and why why that is. So I will tell for those of you that are listening, I and the president of the Queen City Mobile Food Truck Association, I'll tell them which which breweries are good. I mean, I partnered with Grainworks for close to a year with a uh, concept gristro, and that was to build out the other side of the brewery. And through permitting issues that they're having and getting that other side built out, um, I, I simply took a year off of the street food scene. i, I forego the festivals, I, you know, everything else. and And so they're still having issues getting permitted for next door. When that happens, I hope we can turn back on the light and go back in and resume, you know, what our original plan was, and that's to open a full-blown bistro
0: inside Grainworks to service their clientele. It also brings up this whole other side of things. If you decide that you're partnering or whatever the word is that you're doing with a brewery, you're, you're at the mercy of what's happening there. If they... Mm-hmm. If, it has if, to be mutual relationship. If, if, a, if, sure. if one weekend comes around where they're throwing some really stupid event that it's not, you know, it's not going to bring people in. You're you're shit out of luck. You can't plan but, differently. But, but that's where
2: the responsibility do. of the brewery comes in: at to send out email blasts to promote the food trucks. I mean, people have to understand that we're there. We're there to make money. Like we are a traveling restaurant. We we go we go to where the customers are and for some of us this is our full time jobs. Right. Mm-hmm. Um so this is how we job. in essence take care of our families. Um and I think places like Listerman that has partnered with Renegade has done it right. Other places that do it right is like the monkey bar. Um every food trucker knows that when they go out to the monkey bar, they're gonna make money. Right? Get crushed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get cru- yeah like Ryan they got crushed last night. It sold out So much that people were asking them if if they can buy bread from them and little things like that.
5: So, I had a couple crumbs left. Yeah.
2: So, you know, I I, I think when you traditionally look at places like the Monkey Bar that do events, you know, I've seen them do crazy events like uh, Bourbon Yoga Tasting Night, you know, but when they do it, they promote the food trucks. People know that they're going to, the food trucks are going to come there and they, people know that you're going to make money. Um, I personally don't like it when we take some of our units to a lot of breweries and then we sit out there as eye candy, you know, as as a just-in-case. Well, it costs money. Propane costs money. Gas costs money. Every time we move those trucks, it costs us money. So I think there just has to be more of an effort on the breweries and more of an effort on some of these private... Um, bars you know and, and, and things to just kind of promote the food trucks that are that, that are coming more and, and it's our responsibility too but mm-hmm. like like tony and 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 ryan said there has to be a mutual partnership when you do this because despite the fact we're in this to make money we're not in it to give away money and so um you know we really don't want to take a selfish approach but if you want to invite us like tony but said if
5: i can interject i think a lot of people think that food trucks make like money hand over fist mm. no <laughs> nah. No, we're scratching out a living you know right we're we're you know down home folks that love food we we love working hard um i had a sales job for seven years when my kids were born and it crushed my soul and i said if i'm going to work you know 29 out of 31 days a month and still be looking at my phone because i got emails and stuff coming through i might as well do it for myself right Mm-hmm. And, and I'm still scratching out a living, but I do have, a, you know, a plan to like take steps into other areas to, to help grow our business. So I'm,
0: I'm going to get the email. So I have to say, in the uh, uh, th- from the brewery owner's perspective, too, I think that there's a lot of um, a lot of those same feelings that people think that breweries are making a ton of money. No, <laughs> it's it's part of um, Well the draft uh, side, maybe. Well, just side, bottle side just, just just in
3: general I, you know the, the only ones that have you know really made a lot of money have put it back in
0: it's, it's always you know always it's, it's, stay that back in. And um, it's I think in, in a lot of ways the food truck community and the and the brewing community are similar. very similar in that and they, I think that's why the partnership I, works yeah. and probably also why there's some budding of heads. <laughs>
1: we should use this great facility down here And have a big old food truck rally With a bunch of crab beer booths and all around yeah.
0: Absolutely And
1: we'll all mix, mingle
0: Shake hands
5: well, High fives <laughs> You know for <laughs> to,
0: to create something that Enables the, the Brewing industry to kind of Come together In some kind of capacity like this like like you can do with the food trucks I think is as a beer drinker if I knew that I could go out on a Saturday afternoon and try a bunch of new beers from you know mm-hmm. six or seven breweries and get a bunch of different food from six or seven food trucks also yeah it's, especially it's a, if, it's no especially if, what would be cool is
1: if each brewery selected a food truck to partner with, and they hey, had man, a craft food product, product on that product truck for that, for that day. Oh, that, that would, would be cool, that. you know. That way, you could have twelve trucks, twelve breweries, and every truck has a
3: different dish well, made with up, beer man. from that brewery. You know? That sounds like an event for next summer. Let's set it for yeah. next week. <laughs> next week. <laughs> I'm going to be out of town next week, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> You're On your own. Next <laughs> week, I think we
0: we're at
1: Braxton
3: next week.
0: <laughs> Where are you guys at? Finally, uh, you're, in theory. You're at Braxton, we, I'm in Bradenton. We don't have an official date that's yeah, No, you're still, at Braxton, so. I'm
3: in Bradenton, so I'll try to bring you something back from down there.
0: Um, before we kind of dive into some other stuff that I want to talk about, um, we have to thank sponsors. Yes, this, this absolutely. Episode is. The, well, of course, Patreon, so if you're a Patreon yes. supporter, you're always yes. a sponsor, and we appreciate you very much if you're not a patreon supporter go to patreon.com slash the gnarly gnome you can support the blog the podcasts because yes there are multiple ones all of that (laughs) and uh make my wife very happy that uh i'm not just always doing this for free every week (laughs) so please do that um and uh pops in the hangar we have to thank them because they're official sponsors this week we gave away tickets last week um it's an awesome event coming up in yeah. the tenth of August. I'll be there. Yeah. August tenth. Right, there you go. Um, from Stellar eats, g- you can get the uh, the VIP ticket that goes from four to nine. Okay. Which I recommend, or you can get the regular ones from five to nine. Either way, yeah. If you want to be late and
3: show up at five, that's on you. The so cool um, kids will be there at four.
0: <laughs> they've got it. If you don't know about the event, last year was the first year, right? Yes. This yeah. is a, this is the second year, and it's a. Beer festival in a hangar at the airport, which doesn't sound like much, but once you're there, you kind of get it all of a sudden. Yeah, there. Is, so, that, yeah. is that
2: Sassy Beer Fest? Or no, no no, no, no. This is uh, no
0: hops in the hangar in Middletown. It's up in Middletown. Okay. It's uh, so there's acrobatic airplane shows going on while yeah. you're hanging out drinking beer, live music. Um, there's uh, like skydiving people coming down the whole time. Like, it, really, really crazy stuff. So it's absolute blast um, if you missed it last year I think they probably have a video of last year's They did the, the aerial website. footage yeah. in the uh, oh my God. yeah it was it's, great it's absolutely awesome it so um, thank you to them for um, sponsoring the show and we will be at the event recording and
3: a show Tom Stover will be there Over yes. anybody that, yeah. yes. Over, so if you didn't miss it last, if that's if that's not not last week stuff. if that's not enough to draw you in I don't know what will
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's talk uh, I mean I, I You've kind of been through the ringer on a lot of different, <laughs> a lot of different things around town. Let's talk about uh, Free City Sausage a little bit. Yeah. Um, you should we say he's been through the grinder? He's been ah. through the- <laughs> high five. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, <laughs> And that's why I have Andy around. I don't know if that's a
3: compliment or an Not <laughs> so comic relief. That's my title uh, on here. That's I've, how always, loved on his, I've <laughs>
1: always loved his sense of humor because it's like mine. <laughs> Smart Ellis.
0: Talk a little bit about the journey of Brew City Sausage. Because that's when you first came on the show yeah. four years ago or whatever. That's what it was for. It was,
1: You know, I mean... I'll tell you how it all started when I went down to Oktoberfest in 2014. I have been going to Oktoberfest for, I don't know, almost 17 years straight, and my sausage go-to down at Oktoberfest was the Zoomer. I'd always go to the booth first, I'd get me a big old Zoomer, I'd eat it, and then I'd go drink and
0: party the rest of the day. What what is a Zoomer?
1: Zoomer is a huge, like, jumbo met. It was pot. I mean, it was uh, almost like a foot long, Mm -hmm. you know, sausage. And I went down in 2014 and they had cut the size of the Zoomer in half and charged a dollar more. And it really ticked me off. I'm like, I've been coming here for 17 years for that same sausage and you guys just nixed it. So. I said, you know what? Let's yeah, take your fun. sausage and shove it up your ass.
3: <laughs> well, and if it's cut in half, it would have fit. <laughs> That's
5: where the other half went. Yeah.
3: <laughs> there's so many innuendos <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: Not much of an innuendo. It was pretty uh, clear. Yeah. <laughs> in your endo. In, in your endo.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: I
3: need another beer. Here, there's another all day over here. Okay.
1: So basically, I. Um, I said, let's go look. I, I, I'm just going to go find a beer broth. Mm-hmm. Well, at Oktoberfest, there was no beer broth. There was people who were marinating in a grill top or, you know, mm-hmm. cast iron skill or whatever in beer and calling the beer broth. And I'm like, well, that's not really, that's just the outside. It doesn't really give, you know. Right. And i thought well why is not that mean? i mean we are porkopolis we're the city that was based on the foundation that we were the largest pork processor in the world and now we're having a resurgence of our beer craft community i said why don't we put the two together and make craft beer sausage where every beer has a different spice blend every beer that you put in the sausage has a different flavor profile i said nobody's doing that right and that's how it started so You know, we started the first year and I went around to all the different craft brewers and I partnered with them and we did different blends and we made the product up and then we retailed it out and we retailed it mostly at microbreweries like Paradise and, you know, I mean, we had countertop refrigeration and freezer units set at different places all over town. And people started buying the product. I think because of the way that we make the product, it's such a bigger... Size doesn't matter. (laughs) <laughs> it's a bigger product. I mean, it certainly is. If you go to the store shelves and you look at the national you know, manufacturers of sausage out there, it's no bigger than your thumb. And what we were putting on a bun was sticking out side to side, and they're quarter-pound links. And from a backyard griller standpoint, that's what I want a bra to be. I want a bra to be, you know, big. I want it to be butcher shop quality. And that's what we started to do, and people started buying it. So one thing led to another and I met up with uh, a group that could get us on a retail environment and we pursued that route, and we got into the best retailers in the market. I mean, we were in Kroger, Walmart, Costco, we hit all up. But the bottom line is is that people in the, in, the, in the public's mind, they want that $2.99 package. They want that $3.99 package. Whether or not it's the size of your thumb or not, they don't give a shit. That's what they want to buy. So, When you're looking at a product that's on the store shelf at $5.99 or $6.99 depending on what the retailer was, they don't want to pay that price. And it cost us a boatload of money to try and market and promote the product and change that consumer mind, and they're just not going to change. So my thought process was, okay, well, let's step back for a year and let's really look at what our product can do. And so we started focusing now on just the wholesale market. Where if you want a restaurant quality sausage that's better than anything else out on the market, you don't want to smart that, you know, thumb side thing on a bun and give it to your customer, then you call us and, and we will work with you. So we've got some exciting things coming up for the fall with the Brew City Sausage brand, but you're not gonna find it in the retail stores anymore because I don't make money, the customer doesn't buy it, and they just don't get the whole concept about what we do. We wanna customize and brand a product that's Specific to that brewery, so we are working with March first to do an Oktoberfest. We are working with Taps to do a sausage. We're we're going to start working with people on a wholesale level, to where we're just going to custom make and brand you a product. It's going to be using your beer, and if you want to come down and make it with us, that's the beauty about what we do is we'll have you come down to the shop and you can go through the process of doing what we do. We we'll show you how we make what we do. You can pour your beer in and mix. And we'll 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 spice blend it for you, and work with you one on one. So
3: I I have a product question for you. Yeah, will you be selling, making, and selling your gravy? The (laughs) gravy? No. No? No. You're dead to me. (laughs) You had the the first release Paradise had the first bottle release. Yeah. That was the best damn biscuits and gravy I've ever had in my life. I remember. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I ate everybody's. If you said it at the bar, it disappeared. And I just looked at you and grinned. (laughs) It's like a damn dog.
4: I remember.
0: (laughs) I just I I love this idea that you can take a food product like that and tailor it to a specific beer. And it's something that isn't happening nearly enough around Cincinnati. Well the uh, beauty about the beauty of, and I have to give a
1: shout out to to Len um, who's also a good friend of mine uh, we we've, we've, we've become friends over the years but Len owns uh, Aberblay meat market in downtown Cincinnati and they have been around for 125 years they have they have surpassed everybody in this market when it comes to age as far as a butcher shop in this city And he does and makes some of the best products that you can find in the marketplace. But when I approached him you know, three or four years ago and I said, look, this is what I wanna do, can you do this? And he said, sure, what do you wanna do? And I said, well, I would like to be able to customize individually recipes and spice blends to match profiles of beers based on what they actually put in the beer. And he said, well, as long as you tell me what they put in the beer, he goes, we can play back and forth and we can put a little bit of this, a little bit of that, take a little bit of this out, take a little bit of that out, and get down to where we have a spice blend that matches the profile of that beer.
0: You can't do that anywhere else. No, and, and you can't with a lot of products either. You know, it's like, you know, we, all, we talk about how great pizza and beer go together. Like, why, why is there not restaurants that are, you know, creating some kind of... You know, pizza sauce blend that brings out certain things out of the beer that you're drinking with that pizza. Like, there's so many opportunities for food to yeah. mm-hmm. couple with beer and, that are just being. And you, you have breweries
3: that are now opening with that in mind, like High Grain and Vine Giant.
0: Yeah. I still see so much separation in those. You know, the, the food at High Grain is fantastic, the beer at yes, High is. Grain is fantastic. But what are but they I'm doing differently at
2: High Grain? Because I live over there. Yeah. yeah. And I went in there and I, and I asked them, I so said, what you know, do you have High Grain? You know, I have a food truck, and, you know you, you know, you do the normal spill. And they say, no, we have food. So is it food in combination with the beer? Because um, I know there's a new brewery that's opening up in Walnut Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, um,
4: esoteric. Um, esoteric.
2: Esoteric is opening, and they contacted us about doing a menu. And they wanted to, you know, in essence, wanted us to do a um, a. Um, uh, Oh my God, I can't even think of a tasting. Wanted, no, not a tasting, but they want us to do a, um, a, a certain type of food. No, it was, it was, it was a food. It was, um, I can't even think of the food right now, but they want us to do a type of food that they didn't offer the same type of beer with it. And I'm like, well, that's going to be really expensive for this neighborhood, you know, so on and so forth. So, um, you know, what is high green doing differently that they get it right? Because every time I go there, past they're packed. So is it the beer in combination with the food or what I've been in there yet? Number so one, it?
0: they're new. Yeah. So they're going to be yeah. a little busier than a lot of places right now because they're, they're new. But the they've got some talent in the kitchen talent. that is, yes. to me, some of the, the best in, in the city that... It's just perfect right, beer did. drinking food. No it's like a, food. It's a fried bologna sandwich is not the most groundbreaking thing on a menu. <laughs> but it's works. But it's
3: amazing. It works.
0: <laughs> and you get a couple beers oh, and, and it, just, it works. And those wontons are amazing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. They are flat out amazing. Lee has experience with that too. He worked at Moorline mm-hmm. and he set up the beer dinners down there. So he has a lot of experience taking different beers and pairing them with different kinds of foods and making it work so and i don't know how many years he did that for more lying down at the logger house so wow. they they have a lot of experience doing it and, and lee also has just an amazing palette in terms of what he can taste and
0: when you hit that that right combination it's it unlocks something in the beer and brings something else out in the yeah. beer that you didn't taste before and wise with the food it's just there's there when you hit that perfect pairing, it, it 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 changes kind of your perception of both
3: things and that's and this is one of those things where I like to eat and I like to try different foods (laughs) and I like to branch out and then I like beers and I like to try different things and get full trippers and so like I think I'm good at this but then I look specifically at somebody like Lee and I'm like I am a rank amateur and I always will be (laughs) you know it's like it's like picking up the guitar and you think yeah I sound good and then you go listen to like Matt over here and you're like yeah I sound like garbage yeah
0: it's sometimes it's just as simple as having food that's easy to eat when you're drinking like it, sometimes it's that simple with a with a brewery that that thing that uh,
3: that makes it work it's just you mm-hmm. know there's well and that's that's kind of funny because I was sitting here thinking about that I love cheesesteaks right mm-hmm. and so I'm sitting here you're like cheesesteaks and you're talking about this and I'm going what beers am I gonna put with that and then you picked up the doom pedal and I'm like I bet that would be really interesting. A mm-hmm. cheesesteak because there's a little bit of pop and a little bit of flavor to it. And then, you know, what's that going to bring out right. in your food? So I'm so even sitting here like this. I'm pondering this. Hungry, this, this. Steak? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, How's that any different than any other show? You're always sitting here thinking about cheesesteaks. <laughs> I know. i going to combine. I think we ought to try my beer cheese on one of
1: your cheesesteaks. We should. There you go. Let's I do it. I think we ought to do that and give Let's that to it. Andy. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> We'll do that right now. <laughs> I'm in.
4: We'll get
2: you hooked up. We'll and get- next week, <laughs> you can report
0: on it, and tell us how it yeah. in two weeks. Uh, one of my favorite questions to ask people, where do you guys see all of this going? And I guess we can kind of wrap it into the food truck thing, too. But you know, as far as breweries go, where do you see the brewing community going in the future? Where do you see the food truck community going in the future? What?
1: Dude, no, it's I store for something. It's I mean, I've said it. I, I, if you go back to the podcast, I think it was probably two years ago that we were on.
3: Down in time. Huh?
1: I said that you're going to have breweries that just are going to set up in your local neighborhood, and that's going to be your brewery. Right. And that's what's happening. And Unless you're going to go for distribution, unless you're going to go for the big... And and to achieve that, you're going to have to have a lot of
0: money. Mm -hmm. Well, you even see breweries that are a little bigger, be it Taps or Braxton, where they're not just operating their their you know, the big production space but then they're creating these smaller tap rooms too in other communities and spreading that way and becoming part of those individual communities. well we all
5: live in a 10 10 mile radius anymore we right. all have our kroger or target right. or walmart you know like i mean you can go months without leaving it so- so yeah, having that having that home-based brewery, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's your local brewery. It wouldn't
1: surprise me to see some of the, the larger regional breweries start to snap up some of the smaller breweries that are already established and buying in these as a partner and letting that brewery continue. You'll see a lot yeah. of
0: partnerships where it's
1: where they're collaborating on brewing processes and that, and it you know, kind of eases that transition in the public's mind to where oh we're brewing with Mad Tree but we're you know nine. Or we're brewing with such and such, but we're we're still our separate entity. But we're collaborating with them on, and a lot of collaborations going on right now, and it has been for the past several years. I just think financially, that's going to take a turn where there's investment on the bigger brewery side into the smaller brewery side.
0: Or you know, we, we, especially with packaging, if you're a small brewery and you want to get into packaging, that's a mm-hmm. that's a big investment. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're bringing in a mobile camera, but that brings along its own issues, but if some of these bigger breweries can get to the point where they can you know, they dedicate one day where they were, maybe they brewed a beer with a smaller brewery and now they're packaging that beer at their space.
1: Where's Yep, I don't know. Too hot for Millie. There's a lot of stuff. That, uh, no, I think you're right. I think, uh, because the, the smaller breweries, like, we would love to be able to sell more craft beer down here than what we do, but because of our beer permit and the way it's licensed, we cannot have draft down here at this point now that's going to change for next year but if i could have more canned and bottled beer like today would have been the perfect time to have our friends from paradise brewing down here yes if jeff could go to somebody that can can on a massive scale and say hey i got this really great recipe i want to run it through your system i want to can it on your line and i want to be able to sell
3: it his peppercorn ale so i want to take that home
1: it would be awesome for that microbrewery like jeff to be able to say that to somebody and do that to where the big brewery gets a cut, they get a percentage, but he gets his product out into the marketplace in the can or bottle. Right. Then I could go up there and I say, Hey, I'm going to take 10 cases for you know Buffett Bash down here because Paradise Brewing is the ideal partner. Right. And I wanted to have a permit in here today for that so I could bring his trailer right. down here, but they so, they never approved it. So
3: just for people that are wondering why they would be the perfect partner, it's because Jeff typically wears a coconut bra and grass skirt. He does. <laughs> Especially when he's (laughs)
0: Yeah,
3: That's just his normal summer attire, and that's why he would be a perfect partner. Love you, Jeff. Love you, Tammy. (laughs) They're good people. Oh, they are. They're They're wonderful. I got nothing but love for the grass. Um,
0: What else do you want people to know about the Code Food Park um, other than where it's at, uh, when they can come here, and why they should come here? Well, I mean, right now, we're open Wednesday
1: through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. So this gives the East End side of Cincinnati uh, multiple food choices on one location. So if you want to come in, you know, for lunch, I mean, we have a lot of people come over from Lunkin Airport on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of companies that are down here on the East End that come here for lunch. And they're in. They're in and they're out, you know, 30, 45 minutes. They're here and they're gone. Um, but there's four or five choices all in one place. Weather permitting, you know, they're coming in and they're not happening. We started a jazz night on Friday nights uh, two weekends ago on Friday nights. So we're doing Friday night jazz throughout July, probably in the August, because there's been a lot of people coming down on jazz nights for Friday nights. Um, And we have Thursday nights acoustics, you know, where we have... We try to do original music as opposed to cover tunes. I, I tell the artists, I said, look, if you want to come and you can do, do a two hour set of original music, I'd rather have you do original music. Songs that people have never heard before. And it's strange for people who sit out here and listen to it, but you'd be amazed at the amount of applause that the musician gets after he explains the song and that before he plays it, right. which is cool. Because you never know what song or what artist might have a hit that's,
0: you know, five years from now. Well, again, it's all part of that craft community. Correct. You know, and right. you don't see somebody, yeah. a brewery opening up because they want to pour somebody else's beer. You don't see a food truck opening up because they want to serve somebody else's food. It's, right. it's about right. creating something. And, and then
1: starting this weekend, we have our, uh, our craft market. So it's open mm-hmm. up to anybody in Cincinnati, and we're actually giving them free space to come down here. Set up a ten by ten booth and sell their locally made product. Doesn't cost them a dime. All they got to do is commit to doing it. Come down, set up a tent. Well, will
3: you be doing that again in the future? Yeah, we're going to do it every Friday. This this won't hit before. Yeah,
1: every Saturday and Sunday. All they got to do is go on the kofupark.com website. It's right there on the front page. All they got to do is tell us what you're going to sell, so that we can help market and promote what you're going to sell. So it's pretty cool. Um, It's kind of an incubator type facility where you can just come down and showcase your stuff. I think Ryan uh, and Ashley uh, from Stellar Street Eats I hope you guys are going to set up an independent booth outside of the food truck so you don't have to go through all that prep work and everything and just come down and do the uh, pimento cheese. I'll run it by the <laughs> bus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll go good. I've had the pimento cheese and it's really good. Tell people again
5: where they can find social media or whatever of your guys' trucks. For Stellar Street Eats, um, all our social media is at SSE, with a Y. Uh, Everything the same. So uh, look us up. You can see all our five star reviews. Even on Instagram. Instagram too. Yeah. (laughs) All the same. It took me about 20 tries to get it like that, but I finally nailed it down.
2: And for AJ's Cheese Steaks, you can find us at uh, Facebook uh, at AJ's Cheese Steaks. you can find us on our uh, Twitter at A uh, Cheese Steaks, and surprisingly, I, we don't have an Instagram account. Oh, you, I need to, um, you, know, me, you know what? what? Somebody's, somebody's registering right now. Welcome to the old school, baby. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, and, and <laughs> I was yeah. Well, I got I, I haven't mastered that one yet, but uh, I've been hearing good things about it, so we we really got to get But we, well, we have a YouTube channel too.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, this guy's, this guy's on this guy's on no, video every day. That's big yeah. with the kids. I'm talking like 5 a.m. He's in his truck with his camera on, prepping. Hey.
2: And I tune in, hey. don't I? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I'm up hey. working, he's up. He's
1: he, like, he's yeah. like, oh, it's hot in here. I'm like, suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. Buddy yeah. Cup. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I can always appreciate that. When I'm up at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm doing live, he's up right there. He's right there with me. So at least I know somebody else is up, but... You know what? It's it's, it's been fun. Um, it's, you know, Tony's part. He's part brother, part uh, uh, colleague, part therapist. You know, oh, you gotta upgrade that one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you know? upgrade your therapist. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, so it, it, it's 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 been fun. You know, I, I, it's fun because I got people that can talk me off a ledge, like Tony and Ryan and Ashley with Stella yeah, Eats and Chris Bistro, because. You know, like I said, we're here to make money. So when it gets slow, sometimes I can get a little bit frustrated. Just a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) just just a little bit. So they, they, you know, they really talk me down awfully. So I, 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 you know, I love Led. Like I said, you know, we want to be successful. We want to to make it, you know, we want to make this park successful. We want to make every food truck successful. So, um, you know, I'm I'm happy to be a a part of the mobile, uh, Queen City Mobile Food Truck Association. I couldn't ask for a better one. Um, I'm not the token black guy that's up in there. So... (laughs) It's always fun to you know be around these guys, and I learn you're a lot. You
1: ain't black, you
0: know. you're Jamaican. That's right. Gotta tell them.
2: Gotta tell them. But no, it's cool. So yeah,
0: come come check us out, man. Yeah, it's uh, it, this is absolutely what Cincinnati needs right now is a place for um, <laughs> not just the food truck community, but lots of these craft communities to be able to come together yeah. and, and create yeah. something and create a space that um, feels feels very familiar for anybody who uh, who likes. Hanging out at a brewery, hanging out on a brewery patio and uh, shooting the shit, drinking and eating yeah. some good food. So thank you guys for uh, uh, not only sitting in on the show but for helping to uh, to create something like this mm-hmm. in
3: Cincinnati. We desperately need it. So. Thanks for uh, having
5: thank us. Thank you. BRP.
3: You know that the first show I ever did was with you. Yep. Our show I ever did, did was
1: with him. Yeah, this ah, is my first show. My first show. So, <laughs> yeah, you too. <laughs> um, I think that was that mic. Follow, cheers to Mike! Cheers to Mike! Cheers, cheers to Mike! To
0: Mike. Uh, follow, follow the uh, the Brewcast on social media. Uh, share it with your friends, please. Just share it. That's that's the big thing. Big uh, time. Scentsy Brewcast, the voice of Scentsy Craft.